It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. are locked on cougars happy thursday to you all plenty to get to ahead on this episode of the podcast we're going to talk about name image and likeness today is the day the ncaa is supposed to allow student athletes to begin profiting off their name image and likeness what does that mean for byu we'll dig into that we'll also talk a little bit about what's going on with the byu football program with regards to what's going on with the locker room answering some questions that have been sent in via social media on a hashtag twitter thursday and of course We'll catch up in our 100 seasons of BYU football countdown talking about 1976 for the Cougars. Gifford Nielsen's coming out party in one of the finest seasons to date in this countdown. We'll touch on all of that ahead on the show. It's all brought to you today in part by our good friends over the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They do a great job with player breakdowns, how the upcoming class is looking, mock drafts, the whole gamut of whatever it is involving the NFL Draft. Make sure you download it wherever you get your podcasts. All right, without further ado, let's dive in on a Thursday. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for July 1st, 2021. What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thank you again for taking some time to join us on your daily podcast, focused on all things BYU. Plenty to get to ahead on today's podcast. It is, of course, a hashtag Twitter Thursday, answering your guys' questions you, commi- you submitted, not committed, submitted via social media. I'm going to talk a little bit about one big topic, though, today, and that is name, image, and likeness. Huge, huge topic, obviously, is today is the first day that student athletes at colleges and universities around the country will be eligible to profit from their name, image, and likeness officially. Obviously, in the past, there have been situations where student athletes have signed autographs or benefited in some way, shape, or form from their name, image, and likeness, and were, of course, punished by the NCAA, looking at you, Mr. Johnny Manziel, among others. But now it is going to be something that can happen. And I, for one, think this is going to be a net positive for the sport and for the college game. NCAA, the the NCAA itself, they have absolutely screwed the pooch on this, frankly, folks, if I'm being honest about it. They drug their feet and they continue to whine and moan and appeal to national uh, congressmen, both in the House of Representatives in Washington, D.C., as well as the United States Senate, asking for help on it. And it looks like image and likeness law with regards to congressional approval etc is going to be months away at the very best but it sounds like for now name image and likeness is here and it also will affect BYU athletes there are a number of states around the country I think more than half now who have a name image and likeness law on the books everything I have been told in the lead up to today is that BYU uh, not BYU but the state of Utah in general which includes BYU which would cover does not have a law on the books, obviously, nor have I heard about a potential law being introduced in upcoming legislation to have name, image, and likeness on the state books 
in terms of laws here in Utah. At this point, though, with how the NCAA is operating and it sounds like they're just going to let things kind of ride for the time being, I don't think Utah needs to put a law on the books. Just let it go and let student athletes benefit from their name, image, and likeness. And I'm not going to say that all student athletes are not going to benefit from this because there may be some that don't, but I'm telling you folks, there are going to be more than you might think that benefit from this. Whether it's, let's say, 20 bucks for an autograph for a student athlete playing maybe men's tennis versus upwards of 10 maybe a hundred thousand dollars tens of thousands versus a hundred thousand dollars for a star quarterback student athletes are going to benefit from this to differing degrees there's no doubt about that let's just be honest think about this zach wilson a year ago had the situation been what it is now where he could benefit from his name image and likeness consider it's july 1st 2020 byu was going into that season and i know that covid had a big role to play in this but think of how big his star became during the 2020 season. Now imagine if he had been able to benefit from signing autographs for endorsing products during that season. Imagine how much money Zach may have pulled down. And he obviously pulled down a lot of money considering he's now the number two overall pick in the NFL. Got a 20 plus million dollar signing bonus, a 37 million dollar contract, if I'm not mistaken, with the Jets. He's making good right now on the bet on himself, obviously, but he could have benefited even more financially from his time at BYU. And I also want to be clear about this scholarships, the cost of attendance, all the different stipends that student athletes have received over the years. That's not nothing. But the fact that the NCAA has benefited to the tune of billions with a B billions of dollars off the backs of student athletes across a myriad of sports. Well, guess what? Those student athletes, they deserve to make money as well and I'm glad that NIL is here officially and going to open the door for student athletes to benefit from this like I said it's not going to benefit every student athlete the same way. Let's be clear about that. You're not going to see backup offensive linemen getting $10,000 endorsement deals like you may see a star running back, quarterback, or wide receiver get. That's just simply how the market is going to go. And the market should always dictate what is going to happen. That's just my personal philosophy. I am a believer in capitalism by and large. And I think that this is going to be something that the market will bear what it's going to bear with regards to these student athletes. And there's no reason to to think that they should not be able to benefit from their name, image, and likeness. You may disagree with that, and feel free to let me know. You can follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, all on there at Locked On Cougars. My personal Twitter handle, if you'd like to follow me there, is Jacob C. Hatch. Or as always, you can email the show anytime, lockedonbyu at gmail.com. But my overarching thought on the name, image, and likeness era being here officially as of today, July 1st, is that it's going to be a net positive for all student athletes. Could I be wrong about that? Absolutely, but I'm betting big money that I'm going to be right in the long run with regards to what's going on with these student athletes. They're going to benefit from this. I'm, I'm telling you, let's say Jaron Hall wins the starting quarterback job at BYU this year, there's going to be a number of companies lining up to have potential deals in place with him immediately after he becomes officially the starting quarterback at BYU and those deals may be signed as early as today saying okay if you win the job we want to do this with you I'll tell you what, I'm currently considering myself with regards to Locked On Cougars if I can sponsor some student athletes at BYU and have them promote this podcast. I would love nothing more than to have student athletes be able to benefit from helping me out by promoting this podcast. 
it's something to consider if you're a business owner. I honestly think you should look into this because student athletes, especially at BYU, with the reach that BYU has, both internationally as well as here domestically in the United States of America, I think it'd be foolhardy not to consider what you can do as a business owner, a marketing manager, whatever your role might be, to benefit from this new name, image, and likeness era. BYU has done a good job with the Built for Life campaign or the Built for Life program they have built up. They announced that on BYU's, uh, BYU's Football Media Day. I think they're doing things the right way here. And like I said, I'm going to be looking into this to see if I can have student athletes at BYU maybe help me out, cross promote this podcast on their social media feeds, but at the same time benefiting it from it financially. I think it's a win-win for all parties. That's my personal opinion. And we'll see what shakes out. But today is the day, folks. Name, image, and likeness is here. And I got one other note on this. I hope it means that the return of EA Sports, NCAA football, excuse me, EA Sports college football, they're not calling it NCAA football anymore ea sports college football i hope that the timeline of this being out by 2023 is still intact because i want nothing more than to be able to download or play that game to my heart's content and i've been playing ncaa 14 for years now since they ended the franchise i cannot wait to have it back in my life and i think this era the name image and likeness era is going to open doors and avenues to having that be a bigger part of the sport going forward as it should have been the entire time but i also understand the student athletes need to benefit along the way all right coming up here in just a minute though we'll look back on 1976 and byu football history our 100 seasons of byu football countdown continues but first, let's talk a little bit about our good friends at Bet Online. They are the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your sports action, guys, no matter what your interests might be. NBA playoffs, you're a Stanley Cup junkie with regards to the NHL playoffs, you like baseball, UFC, MMA, golf, no matter what your interest may be, even cricket, for crying out loud. They've got it all for you. I'm sure they got eSports, if that's more your jam. You can check them all out at betonline.ag. And by the way, you can sign up for free at betonline.ag using your mobile device you can use your desktop computer it's really simple to do to sign up now and take advantage of all the different promotions they always have going on they have a unique promotion for us here on locked on cougars and that is a one time or if i guess a not a one okay one time sure but it's a welcome bonus what that is is you make your first deposit at betonline.ag get there use the promo code locked on when you make that deposit and 50 percent of whatever you deposit is added into your account as free money to bet with yes free money to bet with all courtesy of bet online as they are your online sports book experts it's kubota orange day shop the year's best selection of kubota tractors zero turn mowers and utility vehicles including the number one selling compact tractor in the usa and now through june 30 get zero percent apr for 84 months or up to 3300 off select compact tractors see the details at kubotaorangedays.com your family your land and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, folks, time to continue on now with our 100 seasons of BYU football countdown. We're looking back today on 1976. As we talked about on yesterday's podcast, if you didn't happen to hear it, we talked about a five and six year, Gifford Nilsson's first year as a starting quarterback for BYU and very much a learning period for the BYU football program, especially having to replace Gary Scheide, who had really become a star for BYU in 1974. But Giff Nilsson steps in and had a bumpy 
season in 1975, but 1976 was truly the coming out party or just really the the big year for Gifford Nilsson as BYU's quarterback. And it obviously went hand in hand with BYU's success on the field in 1976. Let's talk about the schedule here for a moment, then we'll talk more about individual players. They started the year on the road in Manhattan, Kansas, taking on Kansas State and were beaten 13-3, to so the offense didn't get going right out of the gate, but they came home and got rolling pretty quickly, though. September 18th, Colorado State came to Cougar Stadium in Provo. BYU won that game 42-18, to followed that up a week later with a game in Tucson against the Arizona Wildcats, won that one 23-16, to and then put together a third straight win in Jack Murphy Stadium in San Diego, taking on San Diego State, winning that game to the big score of 8 to nothing. Then BYU lost their only game in the middle part of the season, only their second game of the regular season, excuse me, in a 34-29 loss to the Wyoming Cowboys in Provo, and then they reeled off a six-game win streak. They got revenge from 1975 season finale loss to Southern Miss with a 63-19 pasting in Provo against Southern Miss, beat Utah State the following week, 45 to 14. Excuse me, two weeks later, it was a bye week between then. Beat Utah State 45 to 14. Smashed Arizona State 43 to 21. Beat UTEP 40 to 27. All four of those games in four successive weeks, or excuse me, four and five weeks in Cougar Stadium and Provo. So BYU at that point is just absolutely rolling, folks. They're seven and two at that point. Then they finish up the regular season with two road games. They go to New Mexico winning 21 to 8, and then finish up the season in Rice Stadium in Salt Lake City in the Holy War game, taking on the University of Utah. Won that game 34 to 12. As such, BYU finishes the regular season 9 and 2 on the season, one of the finest seasons on record, no doubt. Also 6-1 and one in the WAC, and as such, with the loss to Wyoming, the Cougars ultimately tied for the WAC title with the Wyoming Cowboys, and BYU earned an invite to the Tangerine Bowl to take on number 14, Oklahoma State, down there in Orlando, Florida. BYU, in the first half of this game, actually had a really, really good thing going. They were matching touchdown for touchdown with, this, with the Cowboys, but just could not take the lead. Second half, though, multiple turnovers is what doomed them in a 49-21 loss to the Oklahoma State Cowboys, who ranked number 14 in that game. BYU was not ranked in the game, unfortunately, despite that 9-2 record. But like I said, one of the finest seasons to date. Doug Scoville actually made his debut as BYU's offensive coordinator in 1976, and it makes a lot of sense that they had a very big offensive explosion with him at the helm. Gifford Nilsson, as we mentioned, had a really big year. 207 completions against 372 attempts attempts. He had 29 touchdowns and 19 interceptions to go along with 3,192 yards. Just an absolutely marvelous season. Uh, An efficiency rating of 143.23. A huge, huge year for Giff Nilsson. Obviously, he would go on to play in the NFL for a time before going on to a sportscasting career and now ultimately serving as a member of the Quorum of the Seventy in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. You may know him as Elder S. Gifford Nilsson, who recently spoke in General Conference this past this past General Conference, funny enough, so this past April. Alright, other players to note from this team included Jeff Blanc. We talked about the fact he had a thousand yards from scrimmage during the 1970s 
175 campaign when BYU struggled. We had another good year with 594 passing yards, uh, not 500 passing yards, 594 rushing yards and three touchdowns for BYU in 1976 as they really went more fully to the passing game. He also added 190 receiving yards and two touchdowns. BYU's leading receivers on the season were Mike Cronister, who had 706 yards. He's BYU's deep threat with seven touchdowns. John Vanderwooden had 669 yards and led BYU with eight touchdown receptions. And as we mentioned, Todd Christensen, who really had a fantastic 1975, we followed that up with another solid 1976. He was the second leading rusher on the team with 357 yards and two touchdowns on the ground, along with 51 receptions. Actually, was tied in the top. It was in the top 20 in the country for receptions on the year with 510 yards and three touchdowns. By the way, playing fullback of all positions for BYU. So obviously just a marvelous season for Todd Christensen, nearly a thousand yards of total offense. And as we have mentioned, you guys all know how big of an impact he had at the NFL level. I wanted to read though something from BYU's Banyan. It's the yearbook they put out annually for many, many years. A quote from Todd Christensen that I'd like to read now. You guys will probably think, okay, this would probably come from his conversations watching a game when he did the Mountain, those uh, TV broadcasts for BYU football back in those days when BYU was on the Mountain. Well, here's the quote. Quote, football for me has been a growing experience as is every aspect of life when sacrifice is involved. I have been fortunate to be associated with people who have made the sacrifice and made this season more more than a time filler before basketball. He played basketball at BYU in addition to his football exploits. Having the opportunity to perform publicly before 30,000 people is a reward for that sacrifice that encompasses more hours than many people care to imagine. While the glory of television and newspapers as well as public and personal acclaim is gratifying, there are far there's far more to the sport than this. It comes in the intangible rewards, the physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual maturity gained from a desire to succeed and achieve, as well as disciplining oneself through pain and tedium. As a person who deser- desires to be happy, I want more to show from football than a blanket with my name on it, unquote. Okay, Todd Christensen at this time, folks, was in what, his early 20s? For him to have that perspective on football really, I think, spoke to what was going to come down the line for him as he spent those years in the NFL winning Oakland Raiders Super Bowl titles, ultimately becoming a broadcaster. And one of the true wordsmiths I felt like in terms of calling a college football broadcasts, but wow, what a quote. And by the way, that perspective, absolutely incredible. And I uh, just want to say Todd Christensen was just an absolute gentleman in every sense of the word. And just really cool to hear that perspective from a guy who at that point in his life was still very, very young. And BYU absolutely benefiting from his standout play in 1976. One other note for you guys before we go here talking about 1976 and BYU football history is one other quote here that I found in BYU's Banyan that I just enjoy because I really think it encapsulates a lot of what football is all about. And it comes from Glenn Tuckett, who was serving as BYU's athletic director at the time, also was BYU's baseball coach for a long time as well. Well, Glenn Tuckett said, quote, there is more character taught on the two yard line than any other place in life, unquote. 
I believe that to be fully true. I played football during my youth, didn't play past the high school level, but I can tell you this much. The lessons I learned playing football have stuck with me through my entire life. I learned a work ethic. I learned how to sacrifice, learned how to work as part of a team. It was just an absolutely phenomenal experience, and I think that encapsulates a lot there. There's more character taught on the two-yard line because of the pressure and what's uh, on the line there at the two-yard line teaches a lot about what's going on in everyday life. So there you go, the 1976 team, losers of the Tangerine Bowl, but no doubt one of the better teams, especially in the early tenure of Lavelle Edwards. And 1976 really is kind of the kickoff to what is one of the finest, what, decade maybe runs in college football history that Lavelle Edwards would enjoy at the helm of the BYU football program. We'll continue to talk about 1977 on throughout the entire countdown until we have BYU football and the 2021 season with us here on September 4th. All right, coming up here in a minute, it's Twitter Thursday. There was a question sent to me via a DM on Twitter that I think we need to talk about. We'll get to that here in just a second. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends at Rock Auto, folks. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's impossible for your local chain store, even the dealership you prefer, to stock all the parts your car needs at any given time. Why endure pointless questions in that waiting period where they're looking up on their computer to see if they have a part for you when you can look it up yourself? You've got your phone, you've got your laptop, your desktop computer. Go to rockauto.com and see all the auto and body parts for your vehicle available to you now. They have hundreds of manufacturers for every make and model under the sun, folks. I mean it. I've used them myself to fix my car. They want to make it easy on you guys. Their prices are reliably low for every customer. You can't have your professional mechanic go on their website, put in a special code, and get a better price. That's not how things work at Rock Auto. Why choose to spend up to 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts from that chain store or dealership when you can get the parts at rockauto.com? And the best part about it all, they're shipped directly to your door so you can get to work right away as soon as they show up. Check them out now. Go to rockauto.com. Make sure while you're there to write Locked On or Locked On Cougars in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you guys to check them out. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car, truck, or SUV will ever need. Check them out now at rockauto.com. All right, my friends, real quick here, let's take a minute and talk about our good friends over at Built Bar. They are the best tasting protein bars ever, and I mean that sincerely. You will not believe how good they taste as compared to how healthy they are for you guys. For an example, Built Bars are absolutely incredible, but they pack 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs into each bar. They are absolutely phenomenal. They're healthy for you guys, no matter where you might be on your health journey, trying to lose or maintain weight. If you want to get that kind of sweet tooth feeling out of your system, you don't want to eat just straight sugar, well, guess what? Built Bars are the perfect complement. They taste like a candy bar. They're soft and easy to chew. I enjoy them so much that I recommend them to my family and friends in my everyday life. I would encourage you guys to give them a shot as well. Go to BuiltBar.com now. Place your order. While you're there, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order. You heard that right. 15% off your order by going to BuiltBar.com and using the promo code LOCKED15. 15 when you get there. I cannot recommend them enough, so give them a shot. That's BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCK15, and get enjoying the best tasting protein bars with Built Bar. 
All right, my friends, before we go here on a Thursday, it's Twitter Thursday here on the podcast. And obviously, we like to answer your guys' questions. Anytime you've got them, feel free to reach out. Locked on Cougars on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Let us know what you guys want to hear about, questions you've got, comments, concerns. Love hearing from you. I had one sent to me via DM on Twitter last week, and it came in the aftermath of BYU student newspaper, The Daily Universe, putting out a meme of it's the flex tape guy who he's got that uh, big thing of water that's leaking water and he slaps a piece of flex tape on it and stops the leak well it had a meme saying with the water gushing well BYU begging for money in regards to the COVID-19 pandemic and I mean they may not be quoting this exactly let's be clear about this it's almost a week removed from this charade but then also below it it had the flex tape over it saying BYU building a new uh, locker room ostensibly with the money raised from the all-in campaign where they were asking for 20 million dollars to cover up their shortfall well i can tell you this much whoever decided from the daily universe to put that up it was a foolhardy errand to do it they were thought they were being clever going out there and making sure that they had their voice heard on their dissatisfaction with byu athletics seemingly using money that they had begged for to build a brand new locker room to benefit the byu football program okay a DM was sent to me, and the person asked to remain anonymous, so I'm going to respect their wishes on that. But the question was asked, Jake, should there be concern from BYU fans with regards to BYU's spending in relation to coming out of the COVID-19 pandemic and their shortfall, the $20 million shortfall that Tom Homo put out there on social media, and they were asking for donations? All right, let me be clear about this. This is my personal opinion. I'm not reporting anything. I'm not speaking for anybody else other than Jay Catch, me, myself, and I. The simple fact of the matter is that BYU for many, many years has not been investing in the programs, especially football, like they should have been. Have they benefited from stellar runs with doing less with more, doing more with less, excuse me, with regards to other sports? Absolutely. And it's something that BYU has taken a sick satisfaction in at times saying that we do more with less. You know what? I'm glad they're investing in the program right now. I get that there are concerns that it looks like BYU may have taken that $20 million, turned it around and invested in the BYU locker room or the upgrades of the stadium with the new video screens and the new ribbon boards, all the sound system, all that stuff that's going into the stadium. I get that there are concerns with that, but folks, the simple fact of the matter is that the BYU is very smart with their money. With regards to the locker room, there is an endowment fund, and this happens with every building on BYU's campus. When they build a new building, there's an endowment fund that is set up with donors putting in money to make sure that the generation of the interest on all the funds that they put together, that endowment fund, the interest that comes off that each year that's invested, that is what maintains those buildings in perpetuity. So the endowment fund is what paid for BYU's locker room, not $20 million that you went out and begged for. And I know the Daily Universe got in a lot of hot water over it. And I'll be honest, I was really quick on the trigger to say, you know what, let's clarify some things here. Whoever it was at at the Daily Universe that thought they were making a statement, they did it in error. And obviously the tweet was taken down. The meme was taken down. I think they realized the error and hopefully they were uh, had some clarification given to them on what the situation was. 
But I also understand the perception is that BYU has been begging for money is now turning around and investing that money. It has been a years long process for BYU to put that money together to invest it. I can tell you guys that much. BYU doesn't just say, hey, wake up in the morning. Speaking of Tom Homo or any of his uh, people that work underneath him, the associate athletic directors, they don't just wake up and say, hey, maybe today we should go up, go out and order new lockers for a brand new locker room. What do you guys think? All in favor, say aye. Aye goes go all the hands and everything. That's not how they operate. BYU athletics in particular is very smart about their money, especially in BYU athletics where they don't get funds from the university itself to sustain themselves. They sustain themselves through all the money they raise themselves. They use the term, they kill what they, they and I'm mixing up metaphors today. They eat what they kill to get it right and straight for you guys. Whatever the money they raise, they can spend. That's simply how it operates with BYU athletics. So if you've got a problem with BYU investing in BYU athletics, that, that's a you problem in my opinion. I think that BYU is doing what they should have been doing all along. They truly need to invest in these programs, especially the football program. The money that football generates as an independent pays for the bevy of the rest of the sporting department at BYU. Basketball, men's basketball in particular, yeah, it probably pays for itself as well as giving a little surplus to the rest of the athletic department. But by and large, everything else that BYU does with athletics comes off the backs of the football program and the money that they generate every single year. So yes, do I have a problem with BYU investing in football? Not at all. They need to invest as heavily as they possibly can manage because it only uh, helps the BYU brand, the BYU image, and it helps the athletic department as a whole when BYU football has success on the field. It's cute to go out there and make a statement saying, well, we need to make sure that we're not spending. Okay, you know what? You made a statement, Daily Universe, but the simple fact of the matter is, is that BYU needs to have football have success to make sure that the rest of the athletic department hums along just fine. They do great with what the money that they have, but they can always invest more, and that's my personal take on the matter. So big thank you for that question. As I said, I wasn't going to out the person as they asked for an- anonymity with regards to that question. If you guys want to ask your questions, Feel free to do so. Like I mentioned, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Follow us on social media at Locked On Cougars. My personal Twitter feed is Jacob C. Hatch. Love hearing from you guys and interacting with you. And as always, email us anytime as well. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com is the email address. All right, that's going to do it for this Thursday edition of the show. Hope you guys are all doing great. Hope BYU student athletes start making money and get on it right away. I would encourage them if they're listening, take advantage of the opportunity given to you now. And of course, we will catch up with you guys again tomorrow. Hope you guys are having a great day whenever you hear this. Reminder for you guys before we go though, make sure you check out the Locked On Today podcast. Get you caught up on everything else going on in the sports world at large. All the major sports covered, all the major storylines. They do it in 20 minutes or less. Download Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. Alright, this has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for July 1st, 2021 and we will talk to you guys tomorrow.
NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.